0: Mari from Snap, yeah. I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. Yeah. And I'm joined by Sheena and Joe Vong from Plaid. You're both Northern Cal-based as far represent. as living represent. Oakland in the house. Oakland in the house. <laughs> Plaid is Northern Cal. Yeah. We're headquartered in San Francisco. San Francisco. Snap is Santa Monica still or Venice? Yeah, we're in Santa Monica now. Yeah. We moved out of Venice. In That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so we had clock day one yesterday. And then the partying started. I don't know about <laughs> you, but I was at five dinners at once. Oh my God. It was just back to back, double booked. But you chose to go to Silk Sonic concert. Bruno Mars, it Anderson Pack. How was it?
1: It was everything. It was a sound bath.
0: It was like a 70s um, soul sound was a, bath. It was the amount of talent in that room oh, was it, stellar. Anderson's yeah. a beyond musician and Bruno Mars started by writing pop songs for others in like an office in new york so guys mega talented i'm jealous i passed out at nine so i'll say that joe why didn't you call me and tell me (laughs) go to bed yeah yeah stop talking i wish you would have done that for me too joe yeah Yeah, i passed
2: my bedtime i have a social cap there's only so much that i can do yesterday i was just drained by nine i said i need bed go
0: to bed respect (laughs) for knowing your limits I blew past mine, slammed a coffee at nine, hit my second wind, then found a third wind. A third? I've never done the third before. Oh, yeah. That taps into my musician days where you're just, it's all wind, all night. You're an all-nighter. I could find it, but it's hard and I'm feeling it today, but that's okay. Jen, are you still in your musician days? With things like... Creativity and with the things we all do, it's hard to hang that stuff up. It's who I am, it's how I process information in life, and it's how I take vacation too. So, yeah, yeah I still make music on the side. The theme song that underscores the Clock Talk podcast is a trap beat I wrote. yeah <laughs> I, I said, What is the best yes. jingle for yeah. Clock's podcast? Yeah. And I was like, Trap beat. I mean, it's yes. completely random, but I was in a trap beat phase. Yeah. And yeah, I make stuff. I don't perform it as much. Now I hire other people, the true legal ops out. Right source the work, you guys. Why kill myself singing it when I can hire a professional session singer? So. I still do those fun things on the side and release music. It's cool. Yeah.
1: yeah. Having that creative aspect to the job helps me stay sane, I think. So. Yeah. Well, what's yeah. your just personal
0: creativity outside of your job? What's your personal creativity go
1: to? Where do you go? <sighs> Nowadays, it's just begging everyone to let me do their PowerPoints at work. PowerPoint <laughs> is a canvas. <laughs> it is. It's a it canvas. Makes me happy. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's a skill, yeah. honestly. It's a skill. Yeah. It's an art form. Yeah. I always say it's information. Yeah. Design. It is design. With storytelling. Totally. And if you can write the script and yep. info design the yep. story, yep. that is powerful. Yeah. Powerful. So that's my dorky
2: creative
1: outlet. It's I'm, going right tap
0: into, I'm
2: going to have to tap into some <laughs> point,
0: tips
1: and pointers. You need you a good PowerPoint. On. I'm
2: your girl. I need work, a good yeah. presentation. I need something okay. concise. Okay. I need something really pretty. Outside of work. And concise. Yeah. What's your Both. creativity? I cook a lot. I don't know if you know, but I also started a side chili oil biz called Samjays. <gasps> yeah. And so I'm trying to get that off the ground. Cool. It's delicious. <laughs> so is chili oil, is yeah. it something to cook with? It's like a condiment. Okay.
1: Salads, okay, so, uh, pasta, oh, okay. baked potatoes. Just everything. Just put, it, put it on everything. I yeah. actually
2: use the oil to make popcorn. Okay. It was a Szechuan popcorn and I wanted to test like, oh my God, I wonder if this is going to be really good. I used that oil and I nearly burnt my face off. It was so (laughs) spicy and so numbing. That I was like, oh no, I have to scale back on this a little bit because that was insane. A too spicy. Yeah, but I like it. Similar to, you know, legal ops in many ways. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I do is like cooking is really process oriented. Sure is. You have a little system in the kitchen, you're neat about it. You bring recipes to life yeah. and you recreate something you've already seen. That's yeah. really kind of similar. It reminds me of my day job.
0: Yeah, I love this. How something's happening for me at this institute where we're really weaving it all together. You know, when I started working in my career a long time ago, I was bifurcated. I was like, I'm an artist at night. Hide it. I can come into an office and sling it, put the PowerPoint together, do the software testing, do whatever the job was. But I kept it so separate because I must have had some fear of being fully integrated or that they were going to find out yeah. that I'm a creative and I know go, she's not worth it yeah. and boot me. Do you think
1: that is an industry shift or do you think that's a maturity shift as you get further in your career? Because I feel like that confidence comes with the confidence of me learning more about my job. And then I'm able to bring my more authentic self. I'd like to think it's an industry shift because I think everyone should be doing that. But for me, it was a shift in the last few years where I thought, okay, that's why I'm in tennis shoes right now, not a dress. I'm
0: with (laughs) you. I'm leaning that it comes with age Mm -hmm. and building yourself, which means stripping yourself of old ways, old thoughts, old blueprints. As we get older, your 20s are about doing everything wrong. Yeah. Right. From partners to jobs to life decisions. And then your 30s are like, let me try this work thing. And you're generative. And then your 40s, I'm finding, are like you lock in. You tried it all and your 40s are like, oh, I know who I am. I'm really good at these two things. I'm really bad at about 45 things right. I've tried all right. those years. Focus, focus and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in there with focus and discipline, you reinforce what is good and you're more in touch with what your weakness is. And we learn how to make those strengths. I think that's a lot of it. I will say, asterisk, the world changed mm-hmm. in the last three yes. years. What do you think about that, Joe? It changed. Like it opened up to something more. Is it the Gen Zers? challenging everyone else younger millennials going guys loosen up yes you're so stiff it's so bifurcated this is very cliche bring your authentic self to work I'm air quoting but there's something behind that that it's like I'm doing that more than I've ever done at Netflix and
1: I'm trying it out and they're going we like and I'm like yeah you find that it works because like you said at first you were nervous and then you test it and then you realize okay people just like me, for me.
2: Yeah. It kind of like takes me back to like when I started my career, you know, in my 20s, right yeah. out of college. What was the first gig that I had? It's working with the temp agency, going into a law
0: firm. Seven, oh, you went to a law firm?
2: Yeah, I, was, I did my law firm. Seven
1: seven <laughs> I learned a lot.
2: I learned a lot, but I think being in the law <laughs> firm, I think this goes back to authenticity. At that time, in my 20s, there's a whole bunch that I was afraid to do. So, yeah. Be myself in yeah. the way that I dress, in being open about my identity and yeah. all of that stuff. All that is really real. It wasn't until about mid 20s, maybe later on in my law firm career, where I was like, you know what? I just have to start being real. And slowly and slowly, I started being more comfortable with showing who I was at work, yeah. what I brought to the table. It wasn't until Branch and Plaid, where you're going into a company culture where they're really supportive of who you are yeah. and bringing your authentic self to the table. Yeah. And I think that's so great to just be a part of. And that's a huge shift from yeah. law firm into startup. It's great to just be your authentic self, I think.
0: I've ridden that wave with you too.
1: Never into a law firm. You law firm? I did a law firm stint before going in-house. Okay. The glorious in-house that we all tried. to- We're all in-house in. now. Yes, yes, we are. Yeah. But <laughs> I just want
0: to call out two Happy kind days. of a geographical difference. Yeah. It wasn't until I got into Cisco, a California based, Silicon Valley based and minded company yeah. that I started to see some of that openness where I can come in and dress a certain way or if yes. I felt like dying my hair blue, which I never did. But I thought about it. that would look good. You're right. It'd be yeah. fun for a minute. The California way was way more open than the New York way where I grew up mm-hmm. and started career and yeah. New York is uh, more conservative. And when you think about the different industries and the mindsets behind them, it makes total sense. It's home of the white shoe law firm. It's home of banking. Everyone looks really sharp in New York. They look great, yes. But then how does someone that dresses like me show up and look sharp without people going, huh? Mm -hmm. Or having some idea of how I should be dressed when I was that office manager at Tamberg? I got notes from the leadership in the showroom like, You might want to consider, and look, some of those notes I actually carry with me today in my career, because they Mm -hmm. taught me, I came off tour. Mm -hmm. So I had all musician clothes. So it was very stagey, fun clothes, but it didn't fit into corporate tech showroom. And Larry Satterfield, an exec in New York selling Tamburg equipment at the time, what a graceful leader that brought me in. I was a temp, and he brought me in and he sat me down and he's like, you got to be one of many you got to be on the team with us and teams wear uniforms. And he's like, you know, you're front facing with us in this office. I need you to go home and put something else on. That's sort of the color palette of what the team was trying to pull off at the time. Low key, muted, basics, all black, dark grays. Let me tell you, I was Q. Humiliated, mm-hmm. but he did it with such kindness and in the right way that it was constructive. And I had something to build with. And I was like, Larry, I'll be right back. I ran home. I lived nearby in Hell's Kitchen and put it on and came back. And he walked by me later and just gave me a quiet thumbs up with a small awesome. smile. And that changed my career. Yeah. It put me in the seat. It was like, be one of many. I don't need to be a one of one inside the corporate department. Like I'll go on my solo acoustic tour if I need the one of one and be like that person. But it's about teamwork. And Larry has been in my closet in the mornings, more mornings since 14 years ago that was. than I can even tell you like these people help shape and bring me those moments of grace where I can go, okay, it's a contributor to success. I think so too.
1: Yeah, at Fitbit. I had the same similar situation because I worked there like many moons ago, and yeah, counting your steps. Oh, well, I was totally counting my steps. But the vibe there was just gym clothes. When you say like wear uniforms, yeah. so I remember going to Clock in 2018, the last time we yeah. were able to be together, and I was talking to my head of commercial. I said, "Oh, I got to get my skirt suits out and my dress clothes." And he said, "You're gonna wear tennis shoes and jeans." And I said, that is awesome. Yeah. So being able to just get permission to team, me, team uniform. Nice. Team uniform. You got to take Absolutely. it down to activewear. I did. It was very comfy. You're right. As you're going up in your career, there's just so many little moments like that. Yeah. Shape and shift. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I take them all with me. I draw the line right now at activewear, though. I don't wear activewear to work. Yeah, I don't where are like, we with activewear now that we're returning to not. the office? Yeah.
2: No. I don't even wear activewear on a Zoom camera. to to the office in person, that's not my jam. Yeah. Like I don't shop in active
1: wear. Remote now that I'm at Snap, you know, we just we're pink hair, we're potatoes, we're bananas. The potato <laughs> snap filter in it's
0: early weird. COVID carried me for at least a yeah. week. Yeah. When some meme went around where yeah. an older gentleman popped on a Zoom, his oh, child he was
1: the cat. Oh no, the that child set him to the yeah.
0: potato. Yeah. And it was like a judge or or a lawyer in a court <laughs> setting, virtual mm-hmm. court. Yeah. It yeah. was very serious. And this older gentleman had to deliver something as a potato.
1: That was amazing. Yeah. yeah I just me. want to thank Snap for whoever thought a potato would be yeah. a good idea. It's one of our favorites to this day. It is. Yeah, we use it all the time in meetings. So we're able to go the next layer of bringing your authentic self because you can really this. be a potato if you want, if that's how you're feeling that day. Yeah. The Snap filters invented the game. Yeah. I, I love them. You saw me with pink hair the other day on a yeah. call and that way I can express myself differently every day. <laughs> you
0: showed up and I was like,
1: hi, we're, we're talking with Doja Cat today <laughs> about her latest single.
0: <laughs> and it really fit the pink yeah. hair and the 70s glasses, the A-frames. It works, yeah. Yeah, you kind of inspired me. We're going to hear some Doja Cat later. That's, oh good. In our closing wait. session music segment yeah. as we transition. I told you the... how much I love Doja Cat. She's so cool. Yeah. Joe, I'm with you. I won't show up on work calls in a sweatshirt. I put on the clothes and when I come into the office, I put on the clothes. I really believe that our legal stakeholders, we have to change them. We're transforming how they work and it's hard to change people. And for me, I show up in neutral. It's like Larry in my closet, neutral, mostly black stuff, occasionally white with not any print on it. Because I want them to kind of project off me and bounce back. I don't want them to be distracted by interesting. my tech vendor, whomever's <laughs> right. cool swag I love to wear, but yeah. not in the workplace. And yeah. I kind of have a uniform around it. Borrowed that ethos from Silicon Valley and I show up in the same thing every day, but I promise it's clean.
1: Yeah. See, that's all that matters. Yeah. As long as it's clean. Same. I do a very basic noir type of situation every oh, day too. Okay. So today I have be kind, which is really the only, I won't message any legal yeah. vendors, but I will message a few like very basic things. Like, I love that. Before. I yeah. love be kind.
0: Good message.
2: I have a motto in life, which is kill them with kindness. Mm. Oh yeah. So just always remember to be kind. even to Mostly for me, when I, mean. I look in the mirror, I'm like, we're oh, <laughs> to yourself.
0: It's not so
1: hard, but yeah.
0: Love that. So, I want to just tell our listeners here how we came to be the three of us in this conversation, which I want to call good. in the comments. <laughs> in, the comments. <laughs> in the comments. So, <laughs> that's how it uh, happened. I've been crawling LinkedIn for the last four months since I came into the new year. I was like, I'm going to talk to everyone on LinkedIn for four months. The way I talk to everyone on Instagram regularly, I shifted off Instagram, took a hiatus at Savage Fridays, though I will be back. And I <laughs> insta-story about 3,000 times in a year. And I took my whole social media self to LinkedIn, so yeah. I'm just hanging with yeah. you all, and I've been scouting you all for months. That's awesome. You put out an r f p who's going yeah. to the clock yeah. at me?" And I was like, yeah. "This is the new social r f p request for proposal totally and, I, and then Joe Vong pops in the comments yeah. and goes, "Sheena, like, what are you presenting on and what yeah. I think you said, I didn't get my submission in by the deadline, I so didn't. I'm not, and you're like, yeah. me neither." and I went. Psst. I know. <laughs> Come join me and let's just talk yeah. with some hot microphones on and yep. rap about all things conference, careers, feelings, clothes. We did a fun, quick prep call where we were just kind of going into life at Snap as a legal ops professional, Snapchat life at Plaid as a legal ops professional. At Plaid, you're, Joe, supporting a 70 person legal department. It's 50, but I do
2: imagine by this year, it's going to be around 70. Okay. And by my standards, that's hyper growth. That That is very hyper growth. That's very
0: hyper growth. So you hanging in over there? I'm hanging in and hopefully we'll get
2: more support. Maybe I'll get to grow my legal ops team soon. I'm actually really lucky because I have a colleague. His name is Albert. He's here with me at CLOCK. He's our litigation paralegal, but honestly, he's just doing everything legal ops meant to be able to have that support from someone on the same team, but a different outside of legal operations team is uh, really great. But generally, everybody at Plat has been really supportive. As a one-person team, I think it's like super key to have initiatives and being very vocal about those initiatives.
0: You talked about communication as one of your swords for cutting through all the noise and articulating that.
2: Yeah, I think it's so easy for us in legal ops to just say, yes, we can do it all. You're looking at opportunities and say, yes, we can do that. Yes, we can fix that yeah. problem. Yes, there's a process behind that. But realistically, when you're looking at it from actually doing it, yeah. it takes a lot more time. And especially for a larger company, it's so different going to a startup that has never done something before. Yeah. You basically have field. a fresh plate, clean palette, everything. It's all there ready for you to go explore and make some mistakes and try to get something that works for the team. Yeah, I mean, when you're in a larger company, a bigger team, you have to be a little bit more strategic. You have to be a little bit more thoughtful about it. So being vocal about it and just communicating like, yeah, that's a really good idea. Let's explore that in this quarter or, oh yeah, we definitely need that. So let's prioritize this for this quarter. Right.
0: Prioritization is our magic wand because it will do what you're saying. It'll keep Things moving, but in an organized, somewhat organized way. So you're not overstretched and under delivering.
2: Right. Yeah. And another thing too, in prioritization, it's easy to say, yeah, we're going to put this during this timeline. This is how long it's going to take. But there's also this need to solve that immediate crunch people are feeling. What's this interim solution that we can navigate through? Or how can we make that interim solution a little bit better so you guys can actually make it to that point where we're actually going to dive into the problem and figure out how best to solve it? I think that's something we got to talk about too is interim solutions. Like let's say if you're on a team, you have no budget. You're working with X, Y, and Z. It's sort of this manual thing. Like how do you fix that? How do you go in and say, okay, we can cut this. We can cut this. Here's something that's more refined and let's see how it works. That's so much of what we do on a day-to-day basis. I know Sheena, like that can't be a unique to Plaid thing.
1: Not at all. Every conversation I have when I'm solving problems, it was what we get to do every day is yeah. what's the short term and what's the long term. Yes. Because you want to appease somebody quickly and you want to make it better quickly because we're yes people, right? Like we that's the either. hardest we thing sure to say are. is we no are. to someone to me. I have a hard time. Every time I'm like, hey, short term, how does this sound? Long term, how does this sound? Yeah. Everything is in those kind of two chunks.
2: And I think when you're getting to be a bigger company or you're working at a bigger company, you have to be thinking about short term versus long term or have a solution for both. Because there always is one too, which is fun. uh, Yeah. There's always a way to improve quickly. Yeah, there is. And we should be thinking about it. That's why we're in this gig. I don't like to say no either. I always say, okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Tell me what's that experience. I'm that type of person that likes to understand like on a day to day. What's your experience? What's your experience? Mm -hmm. How come this doesn't work? Instead of me saying, here's my idea and this is how it's going to roll. You're I intaking. Think. Yeah. There's part of legal ops, so much of it is listening. Yeah. Yes. Discovery.
1: Yes. I'm always in discovery. discovery. Yes.
2: Listening.
0: And as I try to teach my team, let them load it up on you. Yes. And look, it gets heavy. It's our job to hold it emotionally because emotion's actually going to come with it and they're yes. going to feel a little bit better more. because they unloaded some of that. And now we work on that as a team and help map that into the short-term solution, the real problem behind the problem. How many times do they come at us? I need a solution that. And we're like, great. And we have to back it all the way up and the emotion and peel up all this stuff and go, well, the process is really broken. Mm -hmm. So why don't we work on that for a little bit and then we'll work our way to the right solution. Yes.
1: yeah. And I always hear everybody saying, well, why don't we send out a survey or even here at clock? They're like, how do you plan what you need to do or how you prioritize? I don't think there's any replacement for sitting down and listening to somebody. Yeah. Yes. So no matter how big my team gets, I always tell my GC, I will always do a listening tour always. every June before our planning process yeah. kicks off in August and we will always sit down. It will never, you can't. Mine's ongoing. It's yeah. part of my yeah. role. I have a wonderful team that yeah. can handle a lot
0: of the execution now. Mm-hmm. And part of my strategic role is constant listening tour and advertising that and saying, yeah. anyone can come to me at any time and log it. The open door thing is yeah. real. Yeah. And I'm emotionally intaking it, logging mm-hmm. it, getting a snapshot of the problem and like yeah. requirements light. It's a snapshot, yeah. getting it on that backlog and we work it into our prioritization process yes. quarterly and see... What fits? What's the size of the job? What's the impact? And does the solution exist already? It does? Great. We don't maybe need to prioritize that. I'm not going to put in a new e-billing because you're mad. No, (laughs) maybe I'll train you and then, but then compassionately talk them down from, well, we're not going to do a new solution today, but maybe we can work on something else. And we'll think about that next year rather than say no, which I'm picking up. You don't go around going, no, no, I do not No. I do not, but and if I did, it is a no. It's just a soft. Landing. It's a different way yes. to risk or say Compliance it. issue.
2: If I say no, <laughs> I think it's a different way to yeah. say no yes. because I think there's something to be said about being a compassionate, empathetic legal ops person. Yeah. I think that's what our job calls for. Yeah. Is okay. Let me hear what's going on. Talk to me about what your pains are. Like, what are you experiencing? I talk yeah. so much about experience because that's super valuable yeah. when someone says. They're rolling out a new tool and they're only thinking about legal. They're only thinking about finance and how that works for that team. I think that's kind of a miss yeah. in, in that way, because for me, I always say, if I'm rolling out something, I want to put myself in your shoes. Yeah. Like, what are your experiences? How are you interacting with this new tool? How are you interacting with this process in general? And then also giving people sort of the ability to come to you yeah. and just tell me what you're going through. How are you liking it? Do you yeah. like it? Sending out surveys actually works a little bit. But being able to ask people and say, all right, just tell me what's going on. What's the problem? And just realizing that, okay, maybe a new solution isn't the right solution. Getting a new tool may not solve everything, but understanding how we can even do like micro changes. Like, oh, it's that one piece that's really giving you a headache. Okay, let's talk about how we can make that better. Training. Let me show you how this works. Let me show you a different way of being able to do it. Because even with a new tool, there's not one tool that completely fits a company like a no, glove. It no, never nothing. is that. You're looking for the best possible solution yeah. that meshes with what you're
0: doing on a daily basis and also is flexible enough for us to kind of configure it. And that's a process to match make that and do the lattice work where you get a tool working with a company and the culture, yes. it all working. And that too is our work. I mean, listen to these soft skills we're talking about. You know, you talked a little bit about development with your team. We had funny combos about <laughs> our team offsites and do we make yeah. them fun or development focused or mixing both. But yeah. before that, how do you develop these skills for you and as a leader for others on your team?
1: I think that it's interesting when I look to hire. Yeah. I think that the soft skills are something that I look for yeah. as a requirement yeah. over like college degree or years of experience. Like my team has to have that. I think what's great about Snap is that we all hire that way. It's part of our culture, which is lovely because there are a lot of places in legal where you might not need that. And size-wise, yeah. your legal department's about 160. Wow. When I joined, we were 60 people two years ago. We're 148 people today. Oh my God. That's hyper growth. Come on. Hyper growth. Hyper growth. Hyper, hyper growth. I'm a little overwhelmed. I I'm going to be honest. List yeah, list. yeah. I'm a little overwhelmed. We I just got an email today saying we have 17 new starts in two weeks and my team is onboarding. So, yeah, so you, um, you just keep sipping that Diet Coke. Yeah, exactly. Girl. We'll get through this. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. And then when we get back, just welcome all of our new people. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a fun ride. So just trying to, as we're scaling as a company and as a team, just put that infrastructure in place. I want to know, like with the
2: hyper growth, how do you manage that onboarding? How do you make it so that it's not this face-to-face, there has to be a dedicated person that does this training or whatever. What are you doing to onboard someone and making sure that they're actually absorbing that content and know exactly what they're doing? Is it putting something in documentation? Is it knowledge management?
0: Is it, what? what is it? I want to know. Hybrid. Uh, Hybrid. And in COVID times, Mm -hmm. the new hire onboarding process at Netflix went a little more digital materials, learners you go, doubled down on curriculums, sort of organizing and establishing. Mm -hmm. Do this your first week, do that your second, do that your third. Drive your own learning. Every Mm -hmm. brain's different. Yes. Go and use us all. And there's not as heavy and in-person or virtual meeting component that I used Mm -hmm. to see. We actually used a podcast medium as a new hire onboarding tool. I love that. I interviewed the general counsel and his directs and got their kind of take on leadership, their favorite cultural value, what their teams do, overview. And we created another way for people to learn virtually while remote we got some great feedback on that. Like I can listen to my leaders and listening yeah. to voice is obviously one of the most powerful things we can listen to. And it was such a, an exercise for me and seeing, wow, all my leaders, we planned it, but we didn't plan what their answers were Yeah, to watch all their answers fit together mm-hmm. in this beautiful puzzle. That's was so cool. Yeah, And, and the listeners cool. can cool. see that.
1: And that's something I need to think of as we scale. Cause I feel like that's the next maturity level yeah. that we may or may not get to someday. And Right now we have someone on my team who I feel really passionate about meeting with every new hire. Yeah. Like mm. we are here for you because it feels we're now we're getting global. So people are all over the world. So that's when knowledge management's gonna come in big too for my team. It's a good point, Joe. Yeah. Cause when you're onboarding at, you know, in the middle of the night US time, you need somewhere to go. So I just think that's the next level because it's personable. And eventually I will scale out of being able to hit it all. have meetings with every single new person exactly. and my GC's still feeling that way too. I want to meet everybody. I love that. I'm going to take that away. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to talk a little bit more
2: about like other strategies for onboarding new people because it's so think, important right now. Yeah. When I think about onboarding, it's like, how do we make this so that it's a better experience and we're not just sending out a whole bunch of, like, it's almost like a virtual packet of yeah. documents, right? How do you learn? Is it guidance? Is it
0: like, how do you learn? Yeah. How do you learn? Which there's five different styles there. And we started doing a lot more pairing up of people and Mm -hmm. having the onboarding buddies so that you can learn off of someone else through it. And our pairing people with people who've been at the company more to try to... Distribute some of the work. When I was at Cisco years ago, we had a great curriculum, but I did a lot of heavy meetings. Yes. Presentations, tools, classroom, taking people through. There were so many tools that they needed the map and the welcome. Oh, you're going to use these five tools and they are. Yeah. And I did videos to accompany that eventually. But they needed the videos. Instructional videos have gotten cheaper to make. There's a lot of online platforms where you can... Spend some time and get good at them. Like yeah. Beyond is one. I love one. Canva too. Canva, is Can- that's oh. my jam. Yeah. I do all
1: my training on Canva.
0: Beyond is Beyond. one. It's mm-hmm. a SaaS based animation training platform that combines PowerPoint with Adobe oh. After Effects.
1: This is oh, like cool. my dream. And it right and really dumbs it <laughs> down. You yeah.
0: have to learn their proprietary way, but there's a scrubber. There's pre-built character sets, oh. and so I did a training for the corporate legal entity management. I did a video on beyond there. I did another one for the vendor onboarding process, Latrice Johnson's favorite topic. And I I could animate it in my youth, but I don't have time to do the animation. So I I worked with someone who's really pro at beyond. They're all over Fiverr by the way. That's cool. Yeah. So I worked with a beyond expert and I was like, let's see, where do we want to go? Let's take yeah. her to... Can we go to... Let's go to space. Is there yes. a space character? Yes. <laughs> set? And space was there. So we Love took this it. woman to space and she onboarded her vendor, a used rocket.
1: Amazing. And she oh, rode the cool. rocket that's to cool.
0: space and she's up there and she forgot to add the coffee pot. And <laughs> then she throws a tantrum in space over at kneeling at the coffee pot crying. <laughs> this is not at all autobiographical. <laughs> this is fiction. And she okay. just went back into our vendor onboarding tool and just... Yeah updated the SOW and got a coffee pot added from the same used rocket oh, salesman. It's amazing. And then everyone was up in space at the end and it was another ridiculous creation that's I used amazing. to onboard people into a tool because but you got to cool. get creative. Yeah,
1: yeah the I think creativity. One of the favorite things that my team has done too is we've rolled out something called random coffee. Yes. So when we we onboard people, but then we can make sure they're continually yes. being able to kind of meet new people outside of their team. And so we're piloting it for the entire company. Random right now, coffee, but, yeah. yeah, it just automatically matches people up every week. Yeah. And someone on my team kind of runs that. And that's uh, cool. We get the best feedback yeah. from just something that small. It was had the best ROI for me. Turns out small is atomic.
0: It's an yeah, impact. Absolutely. You, you know what James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, says? Yeah. If a plane leaves Los Angeles, it's pointed at, say, seven degrees, the nose of the plane. If it's seven degrees, it will land in New York. If it changes three degrees, so about six, five, four, changes three degrees, it will land in D.C. Oh, I was going to say London. No. <laughs> no. She, Sheen is like ready to get. I'm ready to ready go ready get. Up. Yeah. No, but these small yeah. changes can, can get you to other cool cities and yeah. places. So. Yeah. I love the thinking. And I think we need to think smaller to go larger. I love that. The coffee setups. That's a cool idea. Like coffee chats or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: Every Monday you say, do I want to opt in? Every Friday, sorry. And then every Monday you get your date. Yes. And then you get a meeting set up. I love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. Well,
0: Sheena, Joe, we're at the end of our time on this podcast. Thanks, Jen. You know what's so cool is I took all these notes of our prep discussion and we talked about none of it. As I, <laughs> I know we wouldn't because we had a lot of other cooler things to talk about yeah, and dig yeah. in. I loved having you both on. Thank you yeah. for letting me stalk you in the LinkedIn comments. I was comments. Just
1: gonna thank you for doing so. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for having thank us Barry here. I want to say this is fun. Yeah. So we should fun. do a
0: podcast. Uh, I, I there's like something in the air with us how naturally it flows. So let's talk about a part two in the future and keep it I going. Love that. I'm down. Yeah. Tell I learned in.
1: a lot today too. Yeah, too. which just huge. I might be yeah. tapping you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell me more. Yeah. (laughs) I love
0: it. Totally. Clock. Hashtag Clock Talk 2022. I'll see you both out there. Sounds great.